what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, we're going to start with some reminders and some tips to get our small business retailer friends ready to go for Halloween and ready to go for for the holidays and that some big selling times are coming up. Just remember when you're getting ready for Halloween that I do prefer the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups when I visit your store. Today's guest is Mark Sakatos, who is Director Consultant for BNI, the largest business networking and referral organization in the world, and we'll be talking on how to improve your networking game. For the purpose of this podcast, our focus will be on actually making useful and meaningful connections with people that could last over time and not the swipe right connecting on Tinder. That's going to be a podcast at a later date. We're going to wind up with our small business of the month feature where we'll highlight some small businesses which you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina, and I'm your co-host. Today, my co-host is Ben Hoyle. Uh, Ben is the investor slash shareholder development and sponsorship manager at the Catawba County Chamber of Commerce. Ben, how are you doing today? Jeff, I'm doing great. Thank you for adding that slash. It really means a lot. Um, I'm really excited to be here and I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, come and chat with you and Mark today. Well, you know, you know you're, you're not my typical sidekick. You know, usually uh, Gary Muller with CVCC is, is my sidekick and Gary is in in budget wars today and can't be here. And I really appreciate you uh, stepping in, you know, and, you know, when I thought of who would I want for my sidekick, I said, you know, I want some, some youthful exuberance and, and edge. <laughs> and I thought of you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, you know what, I, I'm not going to have the same dynamic that your, uh, your other co-host, but you and I have a unique dynamic. I think, I, I think we do. I, I, you know, you've only been in this area for a few, for a few months, eight months, eight total. months, you uh, know, and, nine, but. you know, and yet we're, we're, we're fast friends. We are besties. Yeah. Well, besties now don't, don't push it there. You know, besties. Oh, you're calling me out on the podcast. Yeah. You know, Gary's going to be upset when he hears this. Throwing shade. All right. All right. Anyway, Ben, one of the things I wanted to talk about before we talk with Mark is, uh, we're, we're taping this in late September, and when people hear it, we'll probably be in October. But uh, we're coming into, for a lot of small businesses, particularly retailers, the biggest selling season uh, that they're going to have, sort of the make-or-break type mm-hmm. uh, time of the year. And I know in your work with the Chamber of Commerce, you, know, you, you work with a variety of small businesses, but I'm sure you work with a lot of the retailers as well. I do. So you know, I, I sort of went through and did a little bit of of, uh, you know, what are the best practices or what are the things that our, our retail friends need to be thinking about as they prepare for uh, the big selling seasons? And, you know, I, I got a few. You, you know, let me know what you're thinking as well. But number one, you know, big sales are coming up. You better make sure that you got your inventory plan in gear mm-hmm. and that if you don't have the stuff, uh, you're not going to make the sales. So you got to have your inventory in gear. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's uh, if you if you don't have anything to sell, I mean, you're out of luck. You're out. You're just you're, out of luck. And and this, you know, they got a short window here, so be preparing. You know, and even though we might be talking in September, October, and December seems a ways off, it ain't that far off. You know, you got to get your stuff in the store. 
Yeah. Um, number two, think about staffing because we hope that you're going to be busy over the holiday season and we don't want you to uh, uh, not have enough people to take care of your customers properly. Yeah, and I think that's um, something that is really important for uh, for businesses to focus on, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. If we look at, you know, you look at uh, a lot of the brick and mortars are competing against online sales right now. Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing that really differentiates them from online? It's customer service. And the experience that those, those yeah. folks offer. It's crafting an experience, crafting a shopping experience in your in your store. And speaking of sort of online, you know, a lot of the small retailers now complement their brick and mortar stores with some online sales. And mm-hmm. whether they're doing that or whether they're just uh, tweaking their SEO to make sure people can find them, and, and a lot of people might do some Googling before they visit stores, that's something that you should make sure that you got in the proper place at this point in time. It is, yeah. It's really important to kind of get your online presence out there, um, especially if you're targeting a younger demographic. Like we've, we like we've talked like, about like before, you? like me, yeah. Um, I do a quick search, right? Mm-hmm. And five seconds, if I can't find what I'm looking for at your site in five seconds, I'll probably move on. Well, there you go. Um, now, I, you know, in the extensive research I did preparing for this podcast, uh, I found something interesting, and you okay. sort of throw this out there. A lot of people might be doing online advertising or. Um, you know, pay per click or cost per click. And the interesting fact that the week before, uh, the week leading into Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday is ac- actually the second lowest cost per click week of any week of the year. And people sort of assume that's because the big guys are saving their gunpowder for uh, Black Friday and, and the, the subsequent week. But if you want to get a head start, and do online advertising and try to get people to come visit your site and hopefully come visit your store. Doing it the week before is actually a, a fairly inexpensive time to be doing it from the online advertising. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I did not know that. I dropped some research You're on you. You're going to have to send that to me. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to. I'll, it's, it was on the Internet. It must be true. Uh, the interwebs never lie. That's right. So... Uh, two more th- uh, helpful hints I'll throw out there. Number one you got to figure out a way to differentiate yourself, and a lot of folks will do some sort of sales or discounts, and, and that's okay, but don't do it at the expense of profits. And from a small business perspective, you, you're, really, you're, you're not going to beat the big box stores and Black Friday prices at their game. Let them have their day. You know, you're going to have Small Business Saturday, which is November 24th this year. Yeah. Um, so you want to find ways to promote yourself and, and create some interest and discounts, but but don't give away too much in profit, and you know, make, you know get out there, and make a make a, a big event of it, but don't. Yeah. Not, not and, to the extent of cutting it to the bone. And I absolutely agree. Um, I think that's something that a lot of uh, retailers will do. Small small local retailers will cut their price points, um, but it hurts their bottom line in the long run. right? And they're really just hurting themselves when, like you said, it's about differentiating yourself. right? You're never going to be able to compete directly with these large box stores, but you can create that environment where you offer a unique service and a unique experience that your customers will appreciate more, and then they'll They'll remember that, and they will come back. And the last thing I'll throw out there is is from a small business 
uh, perspective, if you're in a downtown area or, or in a group of people, band together, you know, work together, try to create events or, or reasons for people to come visit your areas and, and, and work together to make a big deal out of it. So, uh, you know, the power of uh, bringing folks together and, and creating more community events, uh, having people visit your site can be very powerful to get people into your store. Yeah, take it, and take advantage of local events that are going on in the area that may be in a close proximity to you um, <clears throat> and use that to kind of use that as a draw, right? If we're having, if, you're, if your town is having an Oktoberfest, if your town is having mm-hmm. um, a, a holiday parade. Yeah, awareness. You yeah. Know, you, you, you got to get people into your store, make them aware, use those events to, to let them know that you're there. Yeah, so. and it's it's really about selling yourself, right? You have to sell that experience. You have to sell, um, you have to make yourself unique. Well, anyway, it's not too early to get started. So you know, as as we're getting uh, as, as as the temperatures are starting to drop, it's starting to get a little fallish out there. Make sure that you're putting your plans in place to have a successful holiday season, and and we we wish you we wish you the best of luck. So wait, the temperatures are dropping. Oh, yeah, well, we'll let you outside later. So, <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to welcome our guest today, uh, Mark Sakanos. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jeff. How are you today? We appreciate you being here. Good to see you, Ben. Mark, Mark. Mark wears uh, several hats. He uh, operates North Carolina College Planning, LLC, where he helps families plan and save for college. He is also a soccer referee with the u.s soccer federation he works games for club teams schools i don't even know who else i i'm pretty sure mark that i had the opportunity to scream obscenities at you when my daughter was playing in high school i thought i recognized you from somewhere before i met you at the uh small corporate development center well that's my 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 voice stands out that way mark did you bring red cards to for jeff always have one good always have one all right. But uh, really the reason we wanted to talk with you today is that you're also a director consultant for BNI, where you work with various chapters of BNI to facilitate their growth and financial success. And, and BNI, also known as Business Network International, is the world's largest business networking and business referral organization. And, uh, you know, you and I have had some opportunity to interact uh, through your work with BNI and just uh, wanted to learn more about BNI, learn a little bit about what you've got going on there, and talk about networking with you. Excellent. Excellent. So, I'm happy to share that with you. Well, and, and before you even get there, tell us, you know, just your, your, your day job. What, uh, what, do you, uh, what, what do you do there? Yeah, the day job. <laughs> well, there's a couple of those, as you said. Um, I, I still do uh, officiating. I've given up college officiating last year. Um, I finally, after several years, got into the national tournament, so I was very happy to get that. But it was time to back off. My wife's been very understanding there, so I can get back to the office, as yeah. it were. But I still do high school games and club games and no, I mean, uh, you're, tournaments. You're, you're very fortunate that you, you, know, you're le- you look good in shorts, so I mean, you can get away with this. <laughs> well, I also have good members who keep me in good sunblock in my chapter, oh. so that's, that's a wonderful thing, too. But, yeah, my practice is it's pretty straightforward. I, I help both students and parents. We work with on the student side, everything from assessments all the way through appeals after they've made their decisions. Everything in the middle you can think of, we do it. Uh, but with parents, you know, I can start with them when they're newlyweds. I can start with them when their kids are seniors. Obviously, we'd rather have them when they're very young. We have more options. Um, but that's the job, and that's what makes it very interesting for me is that I, I, I get thrown into the mess just like a soccer game, and, and you have to – 
you know, think on your feet, figure out where they are, assess them, figure out their goals, and, and then get the, the maximum amount of objectives you can get accomplished in the short time that you have. And, and I, I, you know, so, so working with a young man like Ben would, is really probably where you want to be working with. So that, Absolutely. You know, you know, how many kids do you have now, Ben? I have uh, two cats. Two cats? <laughs> yeah, well. Those are like kids, right? Well, if you, you know, my advice was always if you don't kill the pet, you might be a, eligible to be a parent. So, you know, <laughs> take, take good care of those cats. So. But at some point in time, if you, if, you want, if you do have kids, you should be talking to Mark and, and he can yeah. maybe make sure that they can be educated and, yeah. you know, I, you know, and, and have their own podcast. And you're, and you're right, because like right now I'm starting to think ahead for, you know, kids are expensive. College, they're projecting college to go up uh, a certain percentage, you know, by the it averages, 20 years. It averages 4 to 6% per year. Okay. The increase. So, Double the rate of inflation any other indice in the economy. Oh. It's insane. It's actually gotten insane. It's actually gotten insane. I just changed my mind on having kids. <laughs> good move. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. But that's the good part of it is that the reality is the same way that we teach the financial efficiencies of preparing for this, the same way that you do this, you're going to have that money available for anything you need. So it really is educating young people about money, how it works, yeah. and getting them to start making their own decisions early on. And that's, that's it. It's fun. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's about Very planning. rewarding. It's about planning for the future. It right? is. Because you Absolutely. can. Absolutely. It's about, it's just like planning for retirement now. If you start saving now and you invest wisely, you can, you know, you can grow that money without additional hit to your bottom line. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, in, in addition to your small business activity there, you, as, as we said, uh, you're also involved with uh, the global networking group BNI. Why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what BNI does and, and how that benefits many small business owners? Absolutely. Well, BNI, as you said, stands for Business Network International. And, and by international, we mean just that. There's 8,653 chapters across the world. Uh, that makes up 242,000 members. Uh, just in the last 12 months alone, they brought in 10.4 million referrals, which has resulted in 15.5 billion, that's with a B, billion uh, member closed business in 12 months. And the way that we do that is, is simply um, membership uh, is by application. It's, it's exclusive. And by exclusive, we mean we take high-quality individuals who have business plans, hopefully somebody who's been to Jeff Newville over at the Corporate Development Center with a proper business plan, knows where they're heading, and that can come to us with their own Rolodexes so that together we can bind together, as you um, indicated earlier. Uh, it's, we're much more successful as business owners if we can work together with people who have same contact spheres. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of the way BNI is designed, to help those members get together and through this referral marketing, as we get to know each other, know, like, and trust each other, we can do business with the same individuals. And that enables me, as I'm getting information from my clients and I determine their needs that are other than college planning, mm -hmm. I'm in a great position to introduce them to people who can solve other problems that keep them up at night. And that's really the secret to BNI is that when folks know that they need to make a commitment to business – we help them understand as best we can that it's not just showing up. This is it's called network. <laughs> the optimum part of that word being work. It it is work. And mm -hmm. so for those folks who think that they're gonna join an organization, whether it's a chamber or us or some other leads group, and that it's going to they're gonna be handed business, it doesn't work that way. And and, and those are the people who generally don't end up being members of, of, of BNI and in fact sometimes the chamber. They get lost quickly because they just think it's going to be handed to them, and it's not about that. Both organizations are invaluable to small businesses. We have to work together. In fact, our chapter is a member 
of the chamber. Mm-hmm. We feel it's that important. And so we show up there, too. But our part of it is to help our members teach through education. This past week, we had our annual leadership training where I was able to uh, train 80 of our membership committee and vice presidents. And it was mm-hmm. a great honor for me. Uh, four years ago, I sat in this position, and up front was David Alexander, Gina Harold, Sybil Melton, and Hugh Gray. And these are amazing business people. And so I'm honored to have been in that position. But the energy in the room for these people to go back and energize their members was amazing. And that's what we try and instill, a desire to work in your, on your business, not just in your business. You have to do both. You have to do both. Well, one of the things that has always struck me in the interactions that I've had with BNI is that you know, when, you, when you say the work part of it, you know, whether you call it work or, or whatever, but there, there's quite the discipline to it in that uh, you, got, you guys get together every week. You know, it, it, there, there are certain areas that I think that you, you focus upon uh, to, to help people improve the way they go about working with one another, uh, whether it's working on their, their elevator pitch or, or, or just the way they connect and, and, and do referrals. So you know, talk, talk a little bit of just about the discipline that, that uh, it requires for you to be a successful, uh, successful at networking. Absolutely. Well, again, having a plan of where you are, where you want to be, knowing who your customers are, you know, who, who is it you're trying to get to? And I, I love the analogy that we give people sometimes. You know, if you're a cat food salesman, why are you talking to dog food level, to, to dog lovers? You know, and that's that's a problem. So, getting people to understand who their actual client is and how they can reach that client is essential. For us, education is everything. So, you're right. We do have benchmarks, and we call the power of one. Members generally have to generate a, a productivity to re- remain members in BNI, and it's not to force them to give activity that's not quality. The point, it's the exact opposite. We have a requirement that you meet with at least one member a week to do a one-to-one, and that's to get to know who their clients are, how to best introduce them, what benefit they can bring, and we share stories of the problems that we solve, which is what anybody in networking needs to do. It's the key to networking. We don't, you know, you don't just tell facts. You, you tell people stories. What's the problem you solve? Give an example. You know, it can be John Doe, but help them understand the problem that you're going to solve. That's what people identify with. And that's really, to me, the disconnect that most small business owners miss, that they need to help people understand the problems that they're going to solve for them and how they're going to help them solve one of the problems that makes them stay up at night. And, and when you say that, it, it makes me think of something that the chamber does. And, and I know that uh, our, you know, Ben and our, our chamber of commerce here locally, which has been actually recognized as chamber of the uh yeah we were chamber of the year 2016 2016 yeah. and and uh uh but when you guys do your I, you, you have several leads groups as well but you also have a an open uh first monday of each month networking but but you guys don't call it networking you call it net giving as, yeah. as i recall and yeah. and and you know what's when, when people here, net giving. What what are the what do you what do you guys mean when it comes to to net giving and the way that people are interacting one another in in that way? Um, you know, a lot of it. So here's kind of my take on it: is that um, you get more back when you give, right? So if you, um, it's always for me, it's always easy to meet with somebody and you can always ask ask for something. How can? I? But it's easier when you say, "How can I help you?" Right? What do you need help with that I can do for you? Do you need a connection? 
Do you need, you know, where, where are the problems that you're having in business? And this is what I, this is what I do is I'll meet with people and I'll say, you know, where can I help you? You don't have to join the chamber. I just want to help you because if you succeed, this whole community succeeds and all businesses succeed. Um, so what can I do, uh, in, in, in our business community or not in our business community, right? It may be a personal problem that somebody's having. So where can, where can I help? And that's what the net giving is, is um, figuring out where those problems are. So what we do is we ask and we say, does anybody have a need that you need help with? It can be a personal need. It can be a professional need. Um, but put it out there for the group and let us, as, as a family, as a group, come together and figure out and help you. But I, I think in, in both for the chamber and, and for BNI, there's a mentality of, you know, as Mark, as you were saying, it was, it's not like people can just come in with their hands out saying, give me all the leads. You know, it's, 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 it's very much a two-way street in that, uh, you know, you, you can get great benefit from BNI. And I, I know I've heard you guys quote statistics before in terms of the value of, of a seat in one of the BNI groups in terms of what it can mean to your bottom line. But, but it's, it's very much a two-way street in that in order for you to, to get leads, you, you have to understand the other people in the group. And as you're out working in the community, when you find customers or problems that are applicable to other people in your group, you're passing those referrals on onto them as well. Yeah, it's absolutely key, and, and, and it's just wonderful to hear Ben say that. And I've noticed that in a lot of the recent publications, that mentality, it's sort of a shift. It's one of, they've always done that, yeah. but using the verbiage is important. And it, the, the BNI um, mantra is givers gain. I mean, that's, that's the mantra of BNI, and that's what we have all over all of our publications. And that's for the reason that, you know, if you just work on helping others, you know, it's the goes around, comes around uh, mentality. It really is. And the first five words we teach every person in leadership is, how can I help you? When you sit down to do your seven-month review, how can I help you? When you sit down to mentor, how can I help you? When you sit down for a one-to-one, how can I help you? It's absolutely true. And I loved seeing that in, in the recent publications. And I don't know if you brought that in, Ben, but it, we, we love to see it because it brings us all yeah. on the same line to teach people that guys just help others. We're, we're, we're farming long, long-term here. Yeah. We're not hunting and we're not fishing. And, that's, and that, is, that is the common mindset. Mm-hmm. I noticed some of the questions we were talking about going through today is that that is one problem that folks do. They come into this. Again, they're looking for a quick fix. And that's that's natural. That's, that's who we are as humans. I don't care where you're from in the world. We want to do things with as little stress as possible. But our job as leaders and as organizations is to help them understand, guys, it requires a little more than that. But it's not, it's not that it's hard. It just requires you to be focused. So mm-hmm. being involved in an organization, whatever organization it is, is better than going it alone. So if you're a small business owner and you're just out there thinking, I'm going to Google my way into doing all this, you know, both from a college planning perspective, as an official, who mm-hmm. people try and doing it on their own, who don't want to learn from the group, and then as business members, every inch of my life is telling you to do the exact opposite. You have to align yourself with good quality people, learn what they know, and figure out if you have common goals to succeed as a group. It's always much easier, and it's way more fun. Yeah, It's way more fun. We're, we're not having enough fun at all of this, in my opinion. I mean, we're just not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hard, but I mean, Jeff, I love working with you over there. I and mean, when you and I get to interact and cross-sect and help a person together, wow. I mean, it's, it's great. And if we didn't have that trust from the continual mm-hmm. exposure, would you be willing, you know, in the beginning when I first met you, were you willing to do that? 
No, it, it, it took a little while. I mean, you know, you'd made some pretty awful calls in some some soccer games. <laughs> games. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you know, it took a while to, to build you back up there. Mark. Despite so, the hand bone procedure on yeah, the field. Okay, yeah. I'll give you what that. You mean offsides? That's not offsides. Yeah, Come I've on. Met. We've missed a few over the years. <laughs> he was We've missed a few. Come on. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I thought this out to both of you guys, since, since uh, you know, in. Are, are there certain? Uh, sometimes I wonder: Are there certain vocations that benefit more from networking, or are there certain types of businesses? You know, as, as an example, I've had people come into my small business center that are are starting businesses where they might be in someone's home, whether it be a cleaning business or or, or some other business. Which, which to me is such a very personal thing that if, before I'm going to allow you to to come in my my house, I'm probably not going to just Google you know house cleaner. I'm much more likely to go to somebody I know and say, who do you use, you know, and, and, and get a referral in that way. So, I mean, are, are there certain types of businesses that you see that benefit more from networking or, there, or, or you know, how, how do you guys look at that? I, I think everybody benefits from networking. Um, <clears throat> there's no way to lose at networking, but certain, business, certain businesses will definitely um, benefit from the FaceTime. And that's what I tell a lot of, of, of new members. Um, when they first join, I say, you know, just just meet with people and sit down and have coffee, right? If you're if you're in sales, people don't buy your product, right? They buy you, and that's that's always been the line. Um, and this is actually my first uh, sales job. I've never done sales before, um, and so you know, my key is just I, I sit down with people and we'll go out and. I've done I've done everything from I done I did a CrossFit workout with somebody once, which was really interesting. Um, to uh, I bet go, you killed it. Go ahead. I, I try not to cry on my way to the car. <laughs> after I, I try and and I got to the car and I just about burst into tears. Okay. Um, and I I'm okay saying that. Um, but you know it's 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 about that FaceTime and and gaining that trust. And this is where the net giving or the, the helping people comes into play, right? Because if you help somebody out, they will absolutely remember that forever. And, and how do you see that, Mark? Are there, are there certain – is it pretty broad in terms of the benefit that, you, that the people get at BNI? Or are there certain areas of focus there? Well, there, you can get benefits somewhere. But the reality is every chapter has its own dynamic. Culture should be the same. And – for the cultures, uh, for the chapters that occasionally might struggle, it's a culture change, and that's getting them back to basics, getting them back to the BNI recipe. Because again, you you want to make the cake, you got to follow the recipe. So for the you know, but we work on that, and we're we're pretty successful getting them back on track. That being said, some chapters are big on trades. Some have huge financial groups. My chapter has a huge financial group. Midway mm-hmm. in trades, we're working on the trade, so that's where we do more inviting. But somebody who's a florist comes into a chapter is going to be able to get a referral right away because on what we call the referral reality curve, confidence curve, mm-hmm. again, as a florist, you don't need to have the same trust that you're going to sit down with Mark Sakatis as a college planner mm-hmm. and have a conversation. Right. I'm going to need somebody who's, int- who's introducing them who trusts me. I mean, that's why being high for me and any financial person is absolutely essential because I don't cold call. I will not cold call. If, if I, just, I get the wrong florist, uh, you know, my, my wife might be ticked off uh, for, for a few days. But if I get the wrong college planner, that could uh, have some very much significant more devastating impact so, to me over the long term. So absolutely. The, the services, the, the immediate services and products are that they, they see results and return on investment more quickly, you mm-hmm. know, from that perspective of looking ROI when you're looking at it. But – 
the long-term benefit, even they realize that the long-term benefit of the relationships, not just as finding future referral partners, because one client is feeding you today. Find the referral partner and you'll feed yourself the rest of your life. I mean, that's the truth. So we, we want to do both. But the goal is not today's sale. It's finding a constant stream of business because we're all going to have that down cycle yeah. where we, we can't bring in the business. So having those long-term relationships. And then the other side of it is having those long-term relationships. Yeah. And in my chapter, I have Henry Morphus. I have Tara McCauley. These are people in business for, for decades. They know everybody in Hickory. And when I need advice on my business, I don't have to go to them necessarily about law or real estate. I can go to them about being a businessman. I'm trained as a lawyer and a cop. You know, what did I know until I got other training to learn about college planning? But I didn't. And in fact, that's why I joined BNI. The fellow who got me in, George Gately, he's another college planning down college planner down in Mooresville, and he's also my uh, he's my mentor in, in soccer and helped me get up the chain in soccer. When he introduced me to this, he brought me to BNI. He'd researched uh, the chapters, and he introduced me to Sarah Cartier, my president right now. She was president back then, and she says, "You need to learn from this woman because I need to deprogram you that in business you don't get the last word." And in all of my training as a lawyer, as a cop, for the most part, other than a judge in a courtroom, you get the last word. And, and I had it. I need to unlearn that. Mm. So that part of it is, it is key, is having those relationships to not just learn the leads and develop the leads, but it's to have a resource of people, whereas many small businesses don't have that board of directors. Mm-hmm. We frequently refer to our meetings and our power team meetings as our board of director meetings because we get to help people f- with things that we don't get to bounce off of. Mm-hmm about how we're doing and where we want to be. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Yeah, so, so, and I'll throw this out to both of you guys as well. You know, if, if someone is starting a new business, uh, just getting into business, and they think about their, their marketing mix of, of what they're going to do, they probably think, oh, I've got to have a website, and I've got I've to promote on social media, and I need to do this, and I need to do that. And, and sometimes I worry that networking becomes somewhat of an afterthought of, oh, I'm going to do that too. You know, that's, you know it's, I'm not, uh, it's, it's a, an afterthought. I'm not going to put it in as, as a major element of, of my, my marketing approach. And, you know, as, as you guys look at the importance of networking and with the folks that you work with at BNI, with the folks that you work with at the Chamber, are there certain do's and don'ts that you would encourage someone starting a business to, to do when they're, they're networking? I mean, I, I think we're obviously all saying that don't go into it with the expectation that people are going to just give you a bucket of leads and say, uh, congratulations, welcome to the group. You know, as you're starting to network and you want to build credibility with people, what, what, do you, what would you suggest that they be thinking about? Absolutely. Well, first, in regard to that, and I'm sure my directors at BNI might be uh, unhappy with it, I'm going to say you need to start with Chamber. And you, well, actually, I'm sorry, you need to start with you. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's absolutely inaccurate. You need to start with you. I mean, think about it. Who goes to a restaurant? Who, who is not infuriated when you go to a restaurant and they're not ready to be open? They have what chance to get a second opinion? They don't. One chance. If you're not ready, how many of those restaurants fail because they just weren't ready? And it's not because they didn't know what they wanted to be. They weren't there yet. 
And you can't network until you know where you are and you have your product ready. So the preparation with you, all the work before you even think about getting started, but being um, the chamber is, in my opinion, way more. I mean, because we don't want people who are brand new in their business who have no experience. They don't come with a Rolodex. And we can't help each other. They can't help us if they're not referable. It's a two-way street. So we need people who are a little bit more developed. Not only in 10 years. I mean, they need to be in the business about two years to three years. But no one does better introduction to the community than the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, every single one that they have, they're launching, you see in the newspaper, the Hickory Daily Record, or wherever your local uh, paper is across the country. That's huge. And I'm sure, and I hope they, they're giving advice to those people, too, on yeah. we're noticing that, that you know, this isn't ready here. Maybe we need to clean this up the same way a realtor would do a proper presentation. Because you don't want – we're not in the business of helping people fail. We're in the business of helping them succeed. Yeah. And sometimes it's helping them understand you're just not ready yet, and that's okay. Don't be so pressed by the desire to pay your mortgage and kill your long-term potential to pay that mortgage by having a successful business two years down the road. We're all, we're all first-timers at times. And that's hard. So having people like us to help them, our organizations, is essential. Every time I see a company, I mean, I, I know a company. I'm not going to mention the company, but they're, they're not in business anymore, just recently going out of business. And it broke my heart because I, I try to get them to come to BNI, try to encourage them to go there. And it, bright young fellow, bright young fellow, just resistance. Mm-hmm. And, and they're closing. And I just, and it broke my heart. And I just, I wish I could have done more to convince him. Yeah, yeah. But you can't really do that. You really can't do that. You know, folks have to make their own decisions. All we can do is give them the opportunity. And for us, that's inviting and asking them, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help and, you? You know, I, I, you're absolutely right. That's one thing that um, I, I'm sure Jeff gets tired. I send a lot of people Jeff's way. <laughs> I get I get calls all the time. And, 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 and just, just for clarification, uh, when you say Jeff... I'm, I'm run our local small business center. There are many small business centers throughout the state of North Carolina that provide the same service and, yes. and small business development centers yeah. throughout the country that provide the service. So don't send everybody to me, okay? Literally <laughs> use the one. Use the one in your community. Everybody yeah, come and, see Jeff. <laughs> but that's, you know, that, that kind of highlights the importance of uh, what small business centers uh, do, right? They get you prepared to take that next step, right? Because being a small business owner is really hard. Right. You have 50 things on your plate. You're in charge of accounting. You're in charge of ordering for sales. You're in charge of your employees. You're in charge of payroll. You're in charge of bookkeeping. Um, and it gets confusing. And that's where you, you tend to get lost. And that's yeah. and the interesting reason, that's one of the reasons I think that new business owners resist going to networking. Because they are small business owners. And a lot of them who may be transitioning from the corporate world and coming out, mm-hmm. they have handled a multitude of things and they have they've been able to keep the balls in the air they're just tired of it and then they choose to do their own profession where they have to keep even more, more balls in the air which is interesting so they resist an organization that is going to give them parameters that they have to stay within yeah because they think they can do it themselves and, and i'm not suggesting they're not smart and very very talented and educated it's just our facts are proven but it, it comes to time management too right? absolutely because if you're spending 16 hours a week on bookkeeping but you can pay somebody who can do it in an hour Right. And that frees up 15, 20 hours a week for you to network, right? To go, Absolutely. To go to BNI. But how many times do you hear that, Ben? I, I don't have time to do that. I have to do this first. Okay. But if you don't brand your company and you don't let people know who you are and out there and then meet referral networks that can introduce you, yeah. you're just not going to be in business two years from now. Yeah. And that's hard. It's a hard because you can't convince people of that. They need to come, which is why we don't try. We don't, I don't talk all about our meetings and all that when I introduce people. I say, hey, you want to come have coffee with. 
20 local business professionals who right. bound together and are helping each other in the business. We'd love to have you come and tell us about your business. And then you just let them experience it. And that's the wonder of it because it's so consistent. You go to one B&I meeting here in San Francisco or Taiwan, they're the same. The it's the exact the same 20-point yeah. agenda. Yeah. And yeah. it's – other than the language barrier, you're going to see the same dependable, repeatable thing that you can rely on. And, and, and we love it for that reason. Consistency. Consistency. When, when, when you think about um, – Skills that one needs for networking. You know, I, I know one of the, one of the things that I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys call it the elevator pitch at uh, at BNI, but I I know that you guys require uh, the members to do a little pitch at the beginning of each meeting, and, and not everybody's comfortable with that. You know, to to me, what I really like about that is it it puts people in a level where they practice it, where they practice introducing themselves and introducing their company because. There's some shy people out there that are are not as comfortable talking about themselves or talking about their business, but but you need to be if you're going to be successful. Absolutely. That, what, what do you where, where do you guys come out on on elevator pitches and introductions and how should be people be presenting themselves? Ben, would you like to go first? Or? No, okay. Um, elevator pitch to me is more of a industry reference that every every industry has their own pitch for whatever it is you're doing, whether you're in insurance or whatever it is that you work on. But for BNI, uh, our weekly presentation we do is, in fact, that's what we call it, our weekly presentation. We used to call it our weekly ad. It's our weekly presentation because it's not really an ad. So for us, there's an introduction, tagline if you have one, and then in the middle, you need to be presenting a problem that you solve, right? Make that connect with a story we prefer or one common de- lowest common denominator of what you do. My company, I have probably 40 lowest common denominators. <laughs> No, no. If I start talking about two of them, I've lost the first one. So we train our members to understand. Again, objectives are achieved. Objectives are achieved piecemeal, and repetition will work over time. But if you try to give too much, no one's going to be hearing you. And then how you can introduce me and whom I refer, who I would like to meet this week. So for me, an example, quick example would be Mark Scottis, North Carolina College Planning. I, have, I help families plan and pay for college. Uh, this week, I'm looking for uh, an introduction to somebody who's a decision maker at a company who's interested in putting benefits in front of their, co- their, their employees or their members, church organization, whatever, that will help them financially do better in the future. If you have somebody that you know who is very passionate about bringing that to them, let me come to bring my college planning workshop to them. I'd love to meet them, and I'd be interested in buying them lunch to do so. Mark Scottis, North Carolina College Planning. Again, it's specific. It, it triggers an immediate response to somebody they know. Most folks would come in and start laundry listing everything that they do, and once you get to the second item, again, it's the, it's the fishing mentality or the hunting mentality. And then it's not that they're aggressive. They just don't understand the negative side to that, and it's not effective. Mm-hmm. So we do teach that. We teach that through educational units, uh, MSP, our member success program, annual training, advanced training, podcasts. Yeah. No one trains more than B&I does. No one does. And, and I love it. I love being a part of it because it keeps me so sharp and thinking in the present that I don't get lost. And again, as a solo practitioner, I don't know how anybody does alone. I don't know how anybody does alone. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> to your point, you know, that's really important, right? Because to me, it's the same as a website, right? You have a, a small 15 second window before you lose my attention, right? And if you start li- listing stuff that I'm not interested in, I go from active listening to passive listening, right? And then all of a sudden, that one point that I needed to hear I didn't, right? I just, it, Absolutely. it, went, it went right by me. Um, and so that's what I always encourage people to do is, you know, you can call it an elevator pitch, but it's really, you know, just, just get a few keywords that are going to 
that are, that are going to apply to your demographic that you're trying to hit, right? Something that's going to make them say, hey, I want to have an additional conversation, right? I want to sit down and grab a cup of coffee or mm-hmm. I want to grab a beer with you. I feel that. I feel that. You know, that thing that makes them say, hey, that's, that's Joe. That's my neighbor. That's, yeah. I, I know that guy. I know, I, I know what he's talking about there. That's, that is the key. And, it's, and again, that's not easy. You have to plan this out. So for our members, we want them planning these out a month in advance so that they, they know what they're going to be saying because I'm, I might get through just the ACT, SAT portion of what I do. There's several things I can talk about. So for the next month, it's going to build, to build, to build. Like this week, by the time this airs, it'll be a month ago. Um, I'm, I'm a spotlight presenter this week, and I have 10 minutes to present on that day. Most in common denominators I'm going to put is three, maximum. So for this time, I'm going to be talking about dispelling myths in solving problems. So the misconception of sticker price, for example. Mm-hmm. People see public being one price and they see it double in a private college. They think that's what they're really going to pay. But they don't understand that private endowments cut it almost in half, everything else being equal. And you have to educate them because now you open up 50% more of the schools in the country that are options. They have better graduation rates, they have smaller class size. Yeah. And if, if, again, everything else being equal and the kid's smart enough, he could go to that, maybe go to Wake instead of going to the state school that didn't have as much aid. Yeah. That's a benefit. But it became from educating and touching that point. So for me, that's what I'm going to present for them. That's a key example of how to get through to them. But you've got to keep it limited. And our, our, our temptation is we want to tell more. We want to show off. So B and I, we train them. That's not what you're here for. No yeah. one cares about everything that you do. We just don't care. And we don't need to know that to introduce you. Who's your best client? What's your best? Who's your ideal client? How to best introduce you? What to listen for in the conversation? And of course, you need to know that about your own business. Well, yeah. and it's it's a, it's a process that you have to that you work through, right? <clears throat> I'm still refining my elevator pitch, and it's all about um, you know getting to your key audience, right? But it's about, and this is where the networking component comes in, because um, when you sit down with somebody, they give you the feedback, right? That's what you need. Absolutely. You need the feedback, and you start you start listening to them, and you say, "Oh, uh, right, this didn't work so well, or this worked uh, great." Well, hopefully, the know. feedback is, and their eyes glaze over, and they wander away from you. I've had that happen. Well, that happens. <laughs> I, mean, and, I mean, well, in the end, again, they're not ready, or they're uh, certainly not ready for us. I mean, because <laughs> yeah, they're certainly not going to be ready for well, us. One of our and that's, uh, that's where you pick up the bill. One of our instructors uh, uh, in one of our small business seminars uh, threw, threw, threw something on a slide recently saying that uh, uh, goldfish have uh, an attention span of eight seconds and most people have an attention span of seven seconds now. So, so you, you do have a very finite time to get your point across. Yeah. Well, we have a lot on our plates. I mean, and, and again, part of that is technology. You know, it's come to my office. I have an elevated desk, two monitors. Everything's plugged in. I'm, mm-hmm. But it's a distraction. And I've found myself unplugging the monitors occasionally and, you know, turning off that news in the background and stuff like that. We are. And, and it's both a good thing and a bad thing. In fact, with my kids, I tell them, if you're not willing to commit to me that you're going to turn your phone off and leave it in the kitchen while you spend your four 10 to 15 minute assignments a month for the next four years, I don't want to work with you. I'm going to give your parents the money back. Yeah. Because you're not – every time you see a text, yeah. it takes four minutes to reset. Yeah. It takes four minutes to reset your mind. one-on-ones, right, because it forces them – it doesn't force – but, you know, it, it's, it's, it's interpersonal, right? Absolutely. You're four feet away. You have their attention for at least 20 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, I very much appreciate uh, 
both of your perspectives as a, as a guest and as a co-host today. And, and uh, it was very appropriate uh, to have you been uh, uh, with us today to give the, the chamber perspective as well. And, and, and I know that when people come to me and are looking to make connections in our community, uh, the chamber and BNI are the two go-to organizations that I generally direct them to. So, so anyway, thank you guys very much. And, and do you, um, uh, Mark, do you, do you have, have a small business that uh, you want to shout out today or, or no, or you, you can pass, man. It's, well, it's all, it's is all it, good. Is you, it self-aggrandizing to, for it to be a BNI member? Do you, I mean, not at all, you know, I'm, I'm, it's I'll all do a good. chamber member and we'll call it even. Okay. No. Well, I, I, I do have one. Uh, Sarah Cartier with County South business brokers, Jeff, you know, her, and I think you've had her on as a guest. I she's know, she's sure. president of our chapter, but Sarah, what she can do is she can help people with that connect between whether they're going to buy a business, whether it's financially feasible before they even think about it, or how to improve a business profile. And I'm not talking about necessarily the real estate. I'm talking about the business to sell it and mm-hmm. goodwill and all that. And that's an art. That really is an art. And having somebody who's done the work with you, who's now looking to buy a company, having somebody as a resource like this to be able to do that is, is invaluable. And I wish I had met her in that part of it to think about what I was doing before. But working with her now, I know how hardworking she is and how going to bat for those customers mm-hmm. is essential for them knowing what they need to hear. And she is willing to tell people what they need to hear, but she does it in such a positive and supportive manner that they don't realize they're being slapped around a little bit, but, <laughs> but it wakes them up and it helps them from um, getting into things that could otherwise be a disaster for them financially. Well, I think, I think what it, you know, and, and what's the name of Sarah's company? It's uh, County South Business Brokers. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in buying or selling a business, she would be an outstanding person to, to be speaking with. And uh, I don't know if you've got uh, w- w- a place where people can find Sarah. Is there- sure, I do have. Uh, the website is uh, www.countysouth.biz. Sarah Carty. Sarah Carty. C-A-R-T-E-E-S-A-R-A. Very, very enthusiastic, fun person to be around. So uh, if you are needing those services, I I would join Mark in uh, referring people in that way. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Ben, you you have have a small business you want to give a shout-out to? Um, Yeah, I will. You know, I'll give a shout-out to one of our newer members, uh, Kama in Morganton. Uh, it's the uh, Municipal Auditorium, and they do a lot of good work. It's theater. Uh, they have holiday. They do, uh, I think they have a symphony there. Symphony. They have symphony. Um, they do a lot of good work, and it's the holiday season. We're getting into the holiday season, so they're they're gearing up their holiday programs. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a great way to spend the holidays. All right. Comma in Morganton. All right. Small business that I was going to give, I'm going to give a shout out to is actually uh, a local entrepreneur that I met recently. Her name is Anita Norris, and she visited my small business center. And she was telling me that a few years ago she had a sister who was in the hospital, flattened her back, and uh, depended upon nurses uh, to to you know get glasses for her or, or or do a lot of things for her and she was very frustrated on the need to rely on other people just to get the tv remote or anything and she improvised the solution she took two nurses gloves and she put her sister's canvas tote bag on the mattress and tied it to the bed and was able to put her cell phone and eyeglasses and tv remote control in it and 
uh, into this simple canvas sack, which helped give her sister some of her independence back. And, and she took that to start her own business, which she calls the Stuff Sack. And Anita has created a line of bags for both women and men, uh, which are attached with Velcro straps to, you, know, you can use them to attach to wheelchairs or walkers or to hospital beds. And they provide people with mobility uh, and access to their personal belongings and more independence. Uh, they're made in the USA. The fabrics are 100% cotton. Uh, it closes with a draw cord, uh, a draw cord and uh, they come in various colors. Uh, you can check them out at www.mystuffsack.com. And uh, it was just a real good story, and, and she brought in several of her products, and I was very impressed. She's really doing some good work there, and she's just getting off the ground. But if you go to her website, you can see some of her products and contact her and purchase some if you'd like, and uh, check her out at mystuffsack.com. So anyway... Ben, Mark, very very much appreciate you guys uh, being here today. Uh, 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 you know, check out BNI. Where, where can where can people find out more about BNI, Mark? Absolutely. Um, if you look to BNI Southeast, just go to BNI Southeast and uh, find a chapter. Depending on where your business is going to be, there's I think I think we have about forty chapters between Charlotte and Hickory. Uh, that's our region. Um, you might see information about the South Carolina, too. It's called Mid-Carolinas now, but there is still a BNI Southeast chapter. So have a look there. There's three in Hickory. Uh, they meet Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings at, at your offices over there at the Corporate Development Center from 815 to 945. And I guess if someone is in California, if they go out to BNI.com, they're going to— Go to your local BNI chapter. That you, can, you can find your way to your local chapter that way. Absolutely. And, and Ben, you know, the Catawba County Chamber does good work, and we can find you where? Find us at catabachamber.org. All right. Uh, we have a lot of events going on. We do a lot of trainings. We're getting into uh, recruiting. We're at the Hick- Welcome Home Hickory Metro. Okay. So, um, but I would always uh, encourage anyone who's listening to uh, find your local chamber. They're great for education, networking, um, policy, anything that you have a problem with. Uh, they really kind of they really are the voice of the business community. All right. Well, two two great uh, organizations for you to be checking out. Uh, appreciate you guys being on. If if any of our listeners, if you've got a suggestion for one of our small businesses of the month, you can email us at eexchange at themesh.tv. Uh, we want to thank the uh, Mesh Podcast Network. You can download us at themesh.tv or on iTunes or other various podcast places. And uh, uh, we wish you a, a good October, and we'll talk to you again next month. Have a good one. been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.